that need to communicate on your network, and they communicate in a very distinct kind of way. And it's really important that we understand what exactly they're doing uh, and what exactly they don't do so that we can better design uh, the network for optimal performance and, and also troubleshoot when something goes wrong. So a router is a switch, actually. Um, now, not every switch is a router, but a router is a kind of switch, and it operates specifically on layer 3 of the OSI model. And if you think for a moment, you might be able to just yell out what layer 3 is. But if you can't, I'll go through it really quick. There's physical layer at the very, very bottom, right? That's the bare metal, the wires, the cards, network cards, things like that. Above that is the data link layer. And then above that is the network layer, which is the IP and the logical addressing and stuff like that. Well, guess what? That's one, two, three. So that's the networking layer. So routers are just switches that operate on layer 3 or the network layer. Routers are concerned with the location of a network, and that's an important distinction from from other kinds of devices because other devices are more concerned about the location of a device by according to that address, to, to the IP address or whatever. But routers are concerned with the location of a network. And when they get a packet, they look at the packet and they figure out, okay, what neighborhood is this address located in? It's not trying to find the house. It's just trying to find the basic, the, the neighborhood. So the, a router takes a network and networks it to a network. So it's got little neighborhoods of devices and it can just kind of, it forwards the packets onto the, the right neighborhood according to the IP address. They do not forward packets by default, and that's an important concept because other devices will. Certain devices will, if it receives a packet that has been sent out over the network, it will forward it through to the rest of the network uh, no matter what. It doesn't matter where the packet's destined, it will just send it out to everything, and everything has to look at it and decide whether it's meant for it or not. It would be like if I mailed a letter to Enigma and the postman brought that letter to every house between me and Enigma asking if it was if it was for them. So that would be pretty complex, uh, and it would take a long time uh, to get to Enigma, and it would really bug a lot of people from here all the way down to, to where Enigma lives. So that wouldn't be very efficient. So routers, they look at the address, you know, whether it's 192.168.100.100 or whether it's 68.204.100.93. And it says, oh, I know where this is. It's in, it's in this network way over here. And it forwards that packet just to that network. So essentially they do four things. They do packet switching, meaning that they'll take packets and forward them to some other port They'll do packet filtering, which, like I say, is it'll get a packet, it'll see if it really needs to be sent to every single thing on a network, or whether it can just go straight to, you know, network X. It does network-to-network -network communication, and it does patch selection. And patch selection is just a fancy way of saying that it's going to find the shortest number of hop over to another network. So if you've ever done, like, a trace route, and if you haven't, we can do one really quick. Just type in trace, T-R-A-C-E-R-O-U-T-E. -E. This is in your terminal. And uh, let's do, well, you know what, let's, let's do it this way. Let's do trace route, and then if you have another computer on your network, do a trace route to that, if you happen to know the IP address. I'm going to do one that I'm pretty sure I know the address to, and then hit return. So uh, I just put trace route 192.168.100.201, and uh, that's on my local, that's, that's right here on my local network. So I'm typing that in, I hit return, it takes a moment to ping that computer, and sure enough, it finds that computer, and it's, it just gives me one line, which is basically a reiteration of, of the name of that computer, wnbox.fubar.com, and then the IP address, and the data of how long it took, 
things like that. So that was one hop. It only took one hop to get over to that computer. That's pretty fast. So now do, let's do something a little bit more complex. So I'm going to type in trace route space hacker public radio dot org. And I'll hit return. And the first line that I see right away is my own IP address. Next line is three asterisks, which means that the device in question has been configured to drop ICMP packets, uh, that is, pings, rather than respond to them. doesn't mean it's not hitting that device, it just means that it's not responding to that ping. The next line after that, I get out to my ISP's IP address. That's that's the one I would see if I went to whatsmyip.org and looked at what IP address I'm actually broadcasting to the world. And there's some statistics on how long it takes to respond to that ping, you know, how many milliseconds. And then under that, i got a whole bunch of things I'm bouncing around within Comcast. And then by, by line 9, I found the carohosting.com server, which is the defined hosting service that Hacker Public Radio uses. Uh, and then by line 10, it's more Caro hosting, and then I've got some, some other lines of uh, dropped ICMP packets. And that's that's what a trace route does. It shows you how many times your little packet needs to hit different devices in order to get to the server that you actually want to talk to. So a router's job is to find the fastest way to get to that server, and that is called patch selection. Uh, and lastly, the important thing about a router is to, to remember is that it does create a separate broadcast domain. And broadcast domains are important because they're the things that allow you to send data over your network and not broadcast that information to every single node on your network, which is important for those big networks at companies. Uh, so if I have a Gort neighborhood, a little Gort network hooked up to a router and I've got a Klaatu network and Klaat, there's activity on the Klaatu network, that router isn't going to forward all that activity over to Gort as well. Um, I mean, unless I'm sending a message to Gort, in which case the router will forward it over to Gort. But if it's not meant for Gort, Gort's never going to know that anything ever happened over on the Klaatu network. And that's really important because that, that reduces activity on your network. And that's why it's it's good to have a couple of routers on a, a big network so that it can kind of insulate groups of computers from each other's activity. So that's a router. So let's go over something completely different just to get our minds off of routers for a moment. Um, the other kind of device you'll see a lot of times are called hubs. And sometimes people refer to a router as a hub mistakenly. You know, you see something with a bunch of ports on it, and people who maybe don't think about routers and hubs and switches all day, every day, they'll, they might say, oh, that's a that's your hub. Or, or vice versa, they might look at a hub and think it's a router. But hubs are very, very different. There's nothing really fancy going on in a hub. It is basically an amplifier or a multi-report repeater. It's what a lot of people will correctly call it. Um, it receives a digital signal from some device on a network. It amplifies that digital signal and passes that signal on to other ports. And that's what it does. It just amplifies the signal. So if you've got a really big network and you're, you're running lots of cable, Ethernet cable does have attenuation, so you're going to lose signal quality after a while, signal strength. So slap a hub in there, and that will boost all those signals so that you've got a nice, healthy, strong network. It it does, because all it's doing is, report, is repeating every signal that it receives, it does not create a new collision domain, and it does not include, it, it does not create a separate broadcast domain. So if you see a hub, it's just it's it's the same broadcast domain, it's the same collision domain. Both of those terms I will go over in a little while. Okay, so that's a hub, pretty different. Switches are going to feel a little bit like routers at first. Uh, and like I say, routers are switches. So switches will filter packets that are being sent to it. Uh, it looks at the destination address and it either packages
changes them as a frame to be sent out to a specific address, or it drops the packet if the address is to some unknown device. That's what a switch does. It works on the data link layer. So it's going to create a separate collision domain, but not a separate broadcast domain, meaning that a packet gets sent to it, uh, it will forward that packet on to the rest of the network in order to, to find out if that packet is, is, is meant for that device. And, and that's what it does. It, it essentially, it switches frames from one port to another. You know, it gets, a, it gets informa- information in, it looks at the, the address, packages up at a, at a frame, and switches it over to another port to be sent over the network to some other device. Now, if you know what a collision domain is and you're listening to this, you probably can see that this does break up the collision domain because you're getting input from one cable and you're taking it off that line and switching it over to another cable. So that's that's breaking up collision domains. It's not breaking up broadcast domains, but it does break up collision domains. So it's a good thing to have on a network as well. A lot of times, at least in the networks that I've seen, um, and this is by no means best practices or anything like that. This is just what I've seen. They'll have a cluster of computers all hooked up to a switch, and then that switch they'll have hooked into a router. Um, because that way you get you get the ability to talk among that little cluster of computers uh, more efficiently. You know, because you don't have the same kind of you don't you don't have a lot of collisions, as many collisions with a switch. And then you've got that big switch, which kind of defines that network neighborhood. You got that hooked into a router, which isn't going to break up your collision domain, but it, it does it at least keeps that separate that little neighborhood network separate from the next door neighbor cluster of computers. The main goal of a switch is to optimize the network so that each client on the network has more bandwidth. That's the big deal about switches. And apparently bridges do basically the same thing. I've never seen a bridge, never used one. Uh, So those are the physical elements of the network between all the different devices and all the different cables. You got your hubs to amplify your signal, you got your routers to talk from network to network and filter out uh, things that aren't meant for every single little cluster of computers in your in your big network. You got your hubs to amplify the signals, you got your routers to enable a network to talk to another network, and you got switches to kind of filter out uh, packets and make sure that information isn't colliding and getting in each other's way. But let's go over some basic terminology that I, I've kind of hinted toward and have not necessarily given a complete definition. It's, it's the, the question of broadcast domain versus collision domain. A collision is what happens when two nodes on a network broadcast something and the the data frames collide. And that's a bad thing because the data gets damaged. So what happens when something's about to occur on a network is is that your computer looks out on the wire and sees if anything is being transmitted. If the path is clear, it will go ahead and transmit. Now, should somehow two devices transmit at the same time, then the data on that on that network will, will run into each other, it will collide, and it will damage the, the data. And it sends out a signal to all the devices on the network to wait. It just waits, everything waits for a predetermined amount of time. And then they try to retransmit. And that's how, that's how collisions are dealt with. It doesn't sound that big of a deal if, you know, in my apartment I've got like, you know, maybe six computers and I'm only one person. It's just not that big of a deal. But imagine this kind of collision occurring on a big network where hundreds and hundreds of people are trying to go to websites and send emails and, and all kinds of things uh, all day long. If you had collisions on that, on, on such a network, everyone would come to a standstill pretty soon. It would just be such a such a horrible network to try to work on. And that's why you want to break up what would be called your collision domain, meaning that that's sort of the little 
local area network where collisions are kind of uh, aware of themselves. That's where collisions would be detected. Uh, you can break these up by putting a switch or a bridge uh, there, and that will that will help break up the collision domain because it reduces the collisions. A broadcast is uh, a data frame or a packet that is transmitted to every node on your local network. Um, you'll you'll know a broadcast by their broadcast address, which is a destination network and host address with all the bits turned on. So specifically, a broadcast domain would be a group of devices that do receive broadcast frames from any of the devices within that little group. So again, that's just kind of like where the router comes in handy because routers don't forward broadcast frames. So a broadcast domain is going to be insulated from another broadcast domain. This will mean that, like I said earlier, if, if, if there's activity going on over here in the CLAT2 network and that cluster of computers is eventually coming back to some kind of router and then out of that router there's another cluster of, of computers called the GORT network, those are two separate broadcast domains, and something on the CLAT2 network that sends out a broadcast frame to all those computers on, on CLAT2net, it's never going to be heard by GORTnet. It's just going to be completely self-contained, and it won't have to worry about, GORT will never know that there was activity over there at all. And that's a good thing. You you want that, that kind of minimization of network activity. Why waste GORTnet's bandwidth with stuff that doesn't ever need to get out of the CLAT2Net. Worst case scenario is that something that I've sent on CLAT2Net is uh, destined for some other website completely, you know, like uh, google.com, and so it'll go from it'll go through the CLAT2Net up to the router, it'll get sent over to whatever big network google.com exists on, it'll get sent to their router, and it'll get forwarded to the proper specific server of it where the information that I need is saved. But again, GORTnet has never been aware that I've made a request to google.com. And Google will send the information that I've just requested back. Eventually, it'll hit my router. And again, instead of it's not going to send that signal back to the entire network, knocking on every door to see if it's the, the computer that asked for that information. It's going to send it over to the CLAT2Net. And the data link layer will sort through all that stuff and figure out which MAC address it's destined to, and so on and so on. So that's what a broadcast domain is. That's what a collision domain is. Again, routers create separate broadcast domains. Switches create different collision domains. Hubs do neither, but hubs do amplify your signal and strengthen the the overall signals on your on your network. Probably not necessary if it's a small network, but for those bigger networks or or for networks that stretch a, a physical a physically a long uh, distance, uh, you you might need a hub to to take that signal and and, and keep it alive. Um, other than that, that's that's it. That's those are the elements of a network that of a network topology. It's that's what you're going to see on the physical level. So the main important thing that we have not discussed on this on this map of the network yet is uh, the Ethernet stuff, the stuff that the roads that actually connect the bustling cities of networks together. Um, so we'll go over Ethernet in the, t uh, the very next episode, episode three. Uh, we'll talk about everything Ethernet. So uh, tune in next time. Uh, see you then. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.